Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. We have the incredible privilege this week to read Parshas Bo. And Parshas Bo, in addition to containing the last number of Makos, also contains the amazing story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. After 210 years of backbreaking and humiliating servitude, Kalal Yisrael finally walks through the gates of Egypt as free people, as a nation of destiny. Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the story that's been building up for weeks, well, for Kalal Yisrael, the story that was building up for two, over two centuries, finally comes to actualization and fruition. And the Torah Kedosha says, Kaddish Baruch Hu says to Klal Yisrael in these initial moments of freedom, Zohar Eis Hayom Hazer She'etzasim Misraim. Remember this day that you left Egypt. Perak Yud Gimel, Pasuk Gimel, chapter 13, verse 3. Remember the day you left Egypt. And of course we know that this becomes a dramatic mandate for us. Because if you think about it, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, remembering the Exodus, is built into our everyday life. In the morning and the evening, when we recite Shema in the third paragraph, we go out of our way to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, to remember the Exodus. Even the mitzvahs we do, you look at Kiddush on Shabbos. Shabbos itself, which is really focused on the miracle of creation and focuses on the Ribbono Shel Olam as the Creator, has in it that phrase, Zechar Yetzias Mitzrayim. It's almost as if our entire identity is somehow concretized, solidifies, and is solidified and centers around the story of the Exodus. You know, the Gemara Meseches Brachas explains that the Exodus is going to be the seminal event that we will refer to until the coming of Mashiach. And then once Mashiach comes, we'll no longer really refer to Yetzias Mitzrayim, rather, we will reference the messianic arrival. But what is it? that is so incredibly important about the Yitzhak Mitzrayim? What is it that is so important about the Exodus that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to tell us, remember this day? And we do. We remember this day twice a day. We remember this day in everything we do. Why? And so the Svarim in Hasidic literature as well as the Ramban really highlight the same dramatic idea that Yitzhak Mitzrayim taught us the creative power of the Ribbono Shalom. You see, of course, we know that Hashbrochu created the world. We believe that Hashbrochu created the world, but man was not there to witness this incredible divine event. Yet, by Yitzhak Mitzrayim and the events that led up to the Exodus, the plagues, man, Jew and non-Jew alike, saw the incredible divine prowess. They saw the Ribbono Shalom's power. They saw his abilities. They saw his dominion over the natural world. And as such, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim helps us to really appreciate and understand the Ribbono Shel Olam as the creator of the world. And the Ramban goes on to explain, he says, from the major events of the Exodus, we begin to see the role of HaKadosh Baruch Hu even in the smaller events of day-to-day life. But in a word, what the Ramban and the Sfram are really highlighting is that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the event which births for us the concept of Hashgaha Pratis. A phrase that many of us are familiar with but sometimes defies a little bit of theological understanding or comprehension. Hashgaha Pratis, divine providence. Of course, meaning on a basic level that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, but what does it mean? What does it mean to have emuna, to have belief in Hashgacha Pratis, in divine providence. And I saw, and there are many different ideas on a basic level. On a basic level, of course, it means Hashem runs the world. Hashem runs the world. And everything that happens, big or small, whether it happens on a national scale, on a universal scale, on a global scale, on a personal scale, 
the Ribbono Shel Olam is intimately involved in the choreography of events, of our individual lives, and of, on every level of existence. But I saw a beautiful insight in the Sefer Be'er HaChayim. And he explains, he really gives two different insights as to what it means. Because I'll tell you, just on a personal level, I think one of the things that, you know, we, we know a lot of halacha, a lot of Jewish law. We know a lot of Chumash, Tanakh, Gemara, all different things like this. But sometimes I find myself grappling. And when I say grappling, not grappling if I believe, but grappling to to, with, with an understanding of emuna. What does it mean to believe in Hashem? I understand how emuna manifests in behavior. I understand behavioral commitment, behavioral belief. Hashem asked me to do something, of course I'm going to do it. But on a deeper, perhaps we'll call it psychological or philosophical level, what does it mean to believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And perhaps to narrow it down a little bit, what does belief in Hashkacha Pratis, in divine providence, really mean? And I want to share with you two insights that I saw, as I mentioned before, in the Sefer Barach Chaim. So the first approach is an approach based on the Svasamis, the Ger Rebbe. And the Ger Rebbe says, he quotes a, uh, a beautiful Gemara, Mesech Shabbos, Daf Kuf Mem Zayin Amud Beis, page 147b. And here, the Gemara actually tells an incredible story. I'm going to read to you a line. The Gemara says, Amra Bichelbo, Chamra de Puragaisa, Umayyad Diyumeses, so the Gemara here talks about the incredible wine of a place by the name of Paragaisa. That's the name of the place. And the waters, probably means like the hot springs, the beautiful baths of a place called Diumesas. The Gemara says that the Gashmius, the physical pleasures of these places are so intense. The wine is so good and the baths so alluring that literally... It could drive you away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It could drive you away from Ruchnius. It becomes all-consuming. And the Gemara tells a story. Rabbi Lazar ben Arach Rabbi Lazar ben Arach took advantage of the wine of Paragaisa, the waters of Diyumesas, Imshich Basrayhu i'akar Talmudei. And he forgot his learning. This is the great sage Rabbi Lazar ben Arach. He became so consumed and so involved in the wine and in the natural, the hot springs, that he, for, he neglected his spirituality, he forgot all of his learning. And so the Torah Gemara goes on, Ki Hadar Asa, when he came back to Eretz Yisrael, they gave him an Aliyah. And they gave him an Aliyah from this week's parashah. You know, times of the Gemara, it was common that when you got an Aliyah, you read your own Aliyah. So he gets up to the Torah, he reads his Aliyah, and he gets the Aliyah of HaChodesh Hazeh Lochem Rosh Chadash. Remember the first national mitzvah that we are given. This month is the first month. HaChodesh Hazeh Lochem. This month is the first month. And he couldn't read the words correctly. He mispronounced the words. And instead of saying HaChodesh Hazeh Lochem, he said HaChodesh Haya Libam. Which literally means their heart was deaf and mute. HaChodesh, HaChodesh, someone who is deaf and mute, Hayalibam. See, you see what happened over here? It was Hachodesh. He confused the Rish and the Dalid. And he confused Lachem. He confused the Chaf and the base. He had forgotten everything. Rabbi Laza ben Arach, to the point that he got confused in the Aleph base. So instead of reading Hachodesh Hazeh Lachem, this is the first month for you, he read it Hacheresh Hayalibam. Their heart was deaf and mute. Now, of course, 
the incredible profundity of his mistake is the mistake that he made was a very telling statement about where he was personally holding in his Rochnius. So the Gemara goes on and says, Bo Rabbanon the rabbis davened on his behalf, and ultimately again, Hader Tamude, his learning was restored. And the Svasa Mestegeh Rebbe, when he comments on this story, says something absolutely amazing. The Rebbe writes, and I quote to you, Vizelishono, he says, Ki kol ischadshus kishiyesh hester mikodem, the Rebbe says you have to read these two phrases together. Rebbe Lazar ben Aruch's phrase first and the real way to read the Pasuk afterwards. Sometimes the heart becomes deaf and mute. What does it mean, says the Sassam, as the heart becomes deaf and mute? There are times of difficulty in life. There are times when I'm so overwhelmed by my circumstances that I just begin to shut down. My heart, my soul, my mind become deaf and mute, unable to process, unable to comprehend the enormity of my circumstances. But what happens after hacharish hayalibam? What happens after the heart becomes immobilized, paralyzed? Hachodesh hazeh lochem. A new beginning. A new beginning. Or in other words, says the Svasemes so beautifully, every new beginning, every new opportunity is almost always preceded by a period of turbulence, difficulty, and discord. You see, belief in Hashgacha Pratis, belief that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, it's easy to believe in Hashem and His involvement in my day-to-day life when everything is going great. When you wake up in the morning and the sun is shining and you feel great, you got enough sleep, the espresso, you know, is waiting for you right there. It's great, you seal the big deal, made good parnasa. It was an easy daft today. My spouse was so nice to me. The children got up on their own and got to school and I had parent-teacher conferences and everybody sang the praises of my kid like he's the Melech HaMashiach. Everything is fantastic. Everything is fantastic. And when everything falls uh, I found my shidduch was a good date. It was a good parnasa. It was a good interview. Whatever it is, you fill in the blanks. When life goes your way, it's easy to have a muna in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Oh yeah, I, I have yet to meet someone who's not religious, who's not from, and in love with Hakadosh Baruch Hu after they seal a great business deal. Right? Yes. Oh, Hashem runs the world. Hashem runs the world. Everyone is pious when life goes well. It's normal. But what happens when life doesn't go well? What happens when things fall apart? What happens when the fabric of life begins to fray? What happens when I encounter incredible difficulty and overwhelming challenges? Whether it's on a personal level, on a family level, a communal level, whatever it might be, what do I do then? So says the Sas Emes something so profound. If you believe in Ashkacha Pratis, if you believe in divine providence, if you truly believe that Hashbarcha runs the world, then you see every period of turbulence as the introduction to a brand new renewal. Every period of turbulence, every period of difficulty is like the introductory chapter to something great that is about to be birthed. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs His world. Can you imagine looking at the world through these eyes? So that every single time I encounter a challenge, I say, oh, this is really hard, this is really difficult, but if the challenge is here now, Right now, my life feels like Right now, my heart feels 
deaf and mute. My heart feels shut down. I'm overwhelmed by my circumstances. But if that's how I feel now, I know what the next Pasuk is. The next Pasuk is HaChodesh HaZalochem. The next Pasuk is renewal. The next chapter of life is new beginning. The next stage is something great is about to come. That's what it means to believe in Hashgacha Pratis, to believe in divine providence, to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, is to mean that even when I am in the midst of difficulty and despair, that I believe this is the introductory chapter to something great and something new. There's about to be a Hizchadosh, a there's about to be a Chodesh Hazalachem, there's about to be a renewal. And if I could just hold on a little bit longer, keep it together a little bit longer, there is no telling what I can do. Every hachodesh hazelochem, every great new beginning, is always preceded by hacharesh hayalibam, a period of difficulty. But lesson number two, there's another piece in hashkacha pratis, another piece in the belief of hakadosh baruch Hu that he runs our world and choreographs our lives. Rechaim Shmuelevetzech said something so beautiful. He said, if you could imagine a person's traveling on a train, right? So you go ahead and you have an adult traveling on the train. He's looking out the window. And you were to ask him, you know, where, where are you? So again, if he knows the route, he'll tell, oh, you know, we're, we're right outside of city A. You know, we're about to get to city B. And I'm, I'm on my way to city D. There's a couple of different stops. So we just passed by the forest. We just passed by the river. We just passed by the ocean. You ask him where you are in the journey, he'll be able to tell you where you are. But imagine the next row. There's a very, very young child sitting in his mother's lap. Sitting in his mother's lap. And you go over to that child and you say, Shefala, tell me, where are you? Where are you? Shun Chaim says something so beautiful. He says, the child's not going to tell you, oh, we're right outside of city A, we're right outside of city B. The child's going to say, where am I? I'm in my mother's lap. I'm in my mother's lap. And if you go back to the first traveler an hour later, by the way, where are we now? Oh, the traveler says, oh, now we just passed by this area. We're oh, right outside of this city. We're a couple of minutes away from this next station. And if you go back to the little child, you say, Shefala, where are we now? Oh, me? I'm in my mommy's lap. And Rechaim Shlava says so beautifully. He says, do you know what it means to believe in Hashgacha Pratis? Do you know what it means to believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It means to always feel like I am sitting in my mother's lap. To always feel that I am enveloped by my Father's embrace. That no matter where I go, no matter where I go, no matter where the journey of life takes me, I'm sitting in Mommy's lap. I'm being held by Daddy. I'm okay. Sometimes I don't know where the journey's gonna go. And sometimes if you tell me to look out the window, where am I? I don't know because sometimes I look around in life and even though I, I physically know where I am, I feel so lost emotionally I feel so lost personally, but I know one thing. I'm always sitting in my father's lap. I know that I'm always with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and He is holding me tight. And so even when I feel lost and I don't know where I am as an individual, as a, as a man, as a Jew, maybe sometimes even as a husband and as a father, I know that I'm sitting in my father's lap. I know 
that I'm embraced by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This says Sefer Berachayim is our two incredible stepping stones to actualizing our true belief in Hashgacha Pratis. We speak about Hashgacha Pratis, belief in divine providence. We speak about an amuna in Hashem, that Hashem is the creator, but what does it mean to believe that Hashem is the creator and the choreographer of anything and everything in my life? Again, step one is to believe that when you are experiencing turbulence, that is the introduction to something great that is going to occur. Every period of HaKharish HaYalibam only paves the way for HaChodesh Hazeh Lachem, for a great and overwhelming tidal wave of renewal. And step two, even when you're a little bit lost in life, even when you don't know where you are for a variety of different reasons, know one thing, you're sitting in your father's lap. You are nestled snugly and safely in your mother's embrace. The Ribbono Shel Olam always has you, so you're never really lost. You might not know where you are geographically, and you might not know where you're holding spiritually or emotionally or in your relationships, but one thing is for sure, you're not lost. You're right where you're supposed to be, held and loved and comforted by your Father above. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, Zachar esayom asher Yes, remember this day that you left Egypt. Because when we left Egypt, we saw not only the strong hand of God, but we saw the providential hand of God. We learned about Hashgach pratis. We learned about what it means to actualize that emuna in divine providence. And we learned what it takes to lead and live successful and meaningful spiritual lives each and every day. Wishing everyone a good and Arab Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.